Hello and thank you for downloading this 69 and a half episode of All the Pouches and Image Comics podcast. My name is John Wilson. This podcast is one fan's exploration of the early years of Image Comics. And sometimes that exploration comes with a misstep. So this short episode 69.5 is to correct an error, uh, an omission rather, in episode 69. You see, um, we've been doing this big old crossover event, right? With the Extreme Prejudice titles. And I somehow forgot to record my commentary on Brigade Number 9, the penultimate chapter of the crossover. And then in episode 70, I talk about the finale. So, I'm putting this episode out there. If you are hearing it when it's new, then you can listen to it. And if you haven't already listened to 70, then that's great. Or if you have listened to 70, that's fine too. If you're listening to it when it's older, if this is just something you're going around to, then you can feel comfortable listening to this in numerical order 69, 69.5 and 70, because that is the order in which they should be heard. All right. Brigade number nine was released on April 11th, 1994 and has a cover with Battlestone in his clothes all torn up, holding Dutch from Team Youngblood by the collar. Um, he's like, Dutch is like basically hanging off of his fist like he's unconscious and or dead. This is Extreme Prejudice Part 6. Credits are story Rob Liefeld, writer Eric Stevenson, penciler Marat Michaels, and inker Marlo Alkisa. We open with David Proctor, who has been going around from hero to hero to try to reestablish his old new men group of not X-Men, not mutants, new gene peoples. Um, so far, he has been unsuccessful. However, almost every person he has visited has had an offspring or younger accomplice assistant type person who has agreed to join the team. However, this particular occasion, Proctor is visiting a man who goes by the name of rain he has pink smoke bubbling from a jewel on his forehead and he was on the old team and proctor is convincing him to join the new team as well uh, proctor says if uh, my words are not enough to convince you you have but to glance out of your window to see that my need is genuine and outside is quantum taking down lots of superheroes now rain is talking about his experiences with Proctor. And he says, it's been a long time since I played the willing student to your role of obsessed teacher. and not letting you talk me into anything I don't want to do. So that kind of helps to describe, helps to portray why the new men team might have fallen apart initially. Um, the Xavier slash Doom Patrol chief type character is usually one of those that seems altruistic on the outside and yet is full of you know, complications and not great characteristics whenever they actually get to like, you know, express themselves a bit more, you know, fully. So yeah, um, these new men are not too crazy about rejoining with Proctor, but, um, 
I do believe I saw Rain on the cover of Newman at number one, so it looks like he's probably going to join up. We are, however, going to go over to the battle stage outside. We get our title for the issue, which is The Crossing, and Quantum is standing before an array of extreme heroes. You poor misguided fools. Is the cold embrace of death all your kind understand? Are you truly so bound and determined to subvert my intentions that you're willing to sacrifice life after life to stop me? And every single person on this page gets a name. We have Photon, Seahawk, Shogun, Kodiak, Riptide, Dash, Deadlock, Chapel, Cougar, Tag, Cabot, Cold Snap, Thermal, Masada, Shogun, Seahawk, and Bird. Cabot says... We'll do whatever it takes to stop you, Quantum. Just because you've written us off, that doesn't mean we're going to stop fighting. You keep talking about vengeance and retribution, but the only way you're getting either of those things is by going through us. And I do believe that Quantum is going to be able to do just that. I think he has shown that ability before now. Since this is a brigade book, it's good that we get a little bit of focus on the brigade characters. Seahawk is cheering on Cabot vocally, but in his mind, he's wondering why they're fighting alongside uh, the murdering gang of government stiffs that nearly took Brigade out of the picture for good a few months back. Remember, Brigade and Bloodstrike historically are not friends, which we saw back in the Blood Brothers crossover, if you forget. Seahawk's brother Cold Snap is determined to do well this time around. He says, I was stupid before. Didn't give myself a chance to think before I charged at Quantum and it cost me twice. But this time it'll be for keeps. Thermal is also thinking, well, this is definitely weird. I'd never have guessed we'd end up on the same side as both Bloodstrike and Youngblood one day. I wonder if there's a certain starstruck quality there, because since Youngblood are like, you know, the, the super awesome superhero team, or just being on a superhero team has made her like, I don't know, numb to it. But she does wonder about the new men and how they're all just kind of kids and what possible connection could they have to Quantum. I'd feel a lot better about all of this if Battlestone were around. I wonder if the others have found him yet. Cue the scene change. Malibu, California, where Battlestone has been freed and is now faced off with Brotherhood of Mangoons. Easy there, fellas. No need to get hostile. If you just let me explain, I think we can work this out without any bloodshed on either of our parts. He makes it clear that these guys need to get their priorities straight. Sure, you could kill me and exit here, and the world be minus two more new genes, but Quantum's the real threat. Why not deal with him now and worry about us later? And they agree. Very well. We'll let you live. For now. Battlestone's two rescuers are of conflicted opinions about this. The new man with the metal mask, whose name I haven't learned yet, is like, can you believe this? We're actually cutting a deal with those bozos. And then the other guy is Dutch, and he takes off his helmet for, I think, possibly the first time since we've met him. Sorry, kid, I'm with Stoneface on this one. The Brotherhood's a slimy bunch, but we can deal with them another time. And while he's talking, Battlestone sees his face. You! And he whams him across the face with a solid punch. You don't remember me, do you? Then again, why should you? After you've killed someone, that's usually the last you see of them. Not this time, buddy. Oh, is Dutch the one who killed Battlestone back in the day? That jog your memory, you cybernet bastard. Does my face look a little bit more familiar now? But Dutch is like, I've never seen you before in my life. Boone and Foreplay... Uh, managed to grab Battlestone and keep him from murdering Dutch. 
and they calm him down and distract him enough with the idea that they're going to have to go fight with each other against Quantum. Dutch is on our side, Stone. No, Boone. Maybe he's on your side, but he's never been nothing but trouble for me. Whatever the case, I'll deal with it later. So that's a little plot thread for the future, a little conflict we're going to see hopefully addressed and maybe resolved later. So this is the guy who killed Battlestone. I wonder what their uh, history was before that. Were they serving in the same team together or what? Meanwhile, back at the fight, Quantum is doing what Quantum seems to do best, ranting and raving about how humans do lots of horrible things and he just wants to kill them all. Not that what he's saying doesn't have a point, it's just this is all he's been saying. Uh, Crucible, one of the new men, starts shooting at him. Get Thermal out of the line of fire, Bird. I'll cover you. And Bird is one of those, uh, one of the first ones to tell us that he is thinking maybe Quantum has a point. Crucible, what if everything he's saying is true? Should we be fighting him? I'm, my parents were killed by a mob of angry humans. I don't know if I can, I know what you're saying, Bird, but we can't think like that. If we take Quantum's position, we become just as bad as our persecutors. But Quantum blasts her down for that kind of talk. You know, I'm having a random thought as I'm reading this. It's sort of unrelated. Um, they're calling their gene the new gene. And of course, they're being called the new men. And the word gene, new, is like the Greek letter new, which is uh, English is spelled N-U. Um, and we relate that to the X gene and X-Men. It's very much, you know, a similarity. But I'm also trying to remember if at this point, if the term X gene has been coined by the X-Men, if that is a term they've started using. This is 1994, uh, April. My reading of X-Men is up through like September, October-ish, 1993. And I just, honestly, I can't remember if X-Gene is a word. It probably is, and my brain's just blanking on me. Um, at this point in X-Men history, the legacy virus has only just barely been introduced. I don't even know if they're calling it that yet. Um, and I just don't know if at this point in history, we've heard the word X gene again, we probably have, and I'm just blanking, but it would be interesting if, um, he, in this story, if the writers had coined the term new gene with their new men without there being an X gene word in X-Men and that later X-Men emulated them. I don't know. That seems unlikely, but also it would be a little bit cool if that were the case. Chapel's starting to get antsy, though. This is nuts. If he keeps on with this deranged messiah shtick, he's liable to have these new men clowns on his side. Seaspray points out, let's see what that when it happens, Chapel. Right now, I'm more concerned with what happened to Sentinel. I thought he was the one with the master plan. And that's when we go to check out what Sentinel is up to. He is busy sciencing the science out of a null field inhibitor, which he is devising in order to counteract the uh, damage on Earth's environment and magnetic field being caused by quantum. He gets a call over the speaker. Sentinel, things are going from bad to worse up topside. I don't know how much longer they can hold out. I've been talking to Weatherman and... Forget it, Kiever. I'm through down here. And Stormwatcher, no, if this piece of hardware doesn't work effectively, we're all going to be in a very bad way. Uh, he's referencing conversations that happened earlier about possibly bringing Stormwatch into play on this, and so far, we have not done so. Meanwhile, not ten blocks away, we're once again at the home of Rain, where he's still talking to David Proctor, but he does not realize that Proctor is in the gun sights, gun sights of the Extreme Warrior. 
Well, well, well. Kitten there is registering new gene positive too. Looks like I'm going to be rounding up a nice fat bonus on this one. He fires a bullet at David Proctor. Rain sees, I guess, or hears or something in enough time that with uh, his pink psionic abilities, he's able to stop the bullet midair before it gets to Proctor. So the pink stone that's like smoking and radiating energy is evidently an emblem of his psionic abilities. That bullet, you stopped it in midair, but it, it was meant for me. You've got that right. And a quick size scan of the neighboring vicinity should tell me who fired it and where he is. Stay here, David. I'm going to teach your would-be assassin a little life lesson. And Rain goes after the Extreme Warrior. Extreme is running from him, but shouts, Freaking new gene scum, your powers won't protect you forever. One of these shots is going to nail you. And Rain's like, wait a second. You called me new gene scum? Yeah, so what? It's just... When I side-scanned the area to locate you, your brain into patterns indicated you were new gene positive as well. So the extreme warrior who has been hired by the Brotherhood of Man to kill mutants is also a mutant. Or should I say a newtant? Because they're new genes and they're new... Yeah, okay, okay, sorry, I, I won't do it again. We get several more pages of quantum fighting different members of the extreme team and then finally, Battlestone shows up. The time has come for you. Pay for your folly. I'm afraid you've got it all wrong, Father. Quantum turns around. Battlestone. And there's a two-page spread of the t- of the uh, Battlestone team that came from his captivity and the Brotherhood of Man arrayed behind them. The only one paying for anything here today is you. Extreme Prejudice concludes in Blood Strike number 10. Then join us back here in 30 days or so for Picking Up the Pieces. And that is the end of Brigade number 9. So we've got one more big chapter to do before the end of the Extreme Prejudice crossover. Um, those of you who are listening to this new know that I've already recorded those those thoughts and they're already out there on episode 70. Um And yeah, the crossover is chugging along. There is the element in this of the conflict between Battlestone and Dutch. Um, That's the only real character beat that we get in this particular chapter. Also that some of the new men are finding Quantum's philosophy, for lack of a better word, uh, appealing. So does that mean that after he's gone, will there be like, reasons for members of the new men to like turn and go his way i don't know let's see how that goes the first issue of that i have already read and we'll be talking about that in episode 70 after we uh, wrap up this crossover but we'll have to see uh, how that series goes if they're going to bring any of the uh, conflicts the emotional conflicts and turmoil from quantum into that story or if they're just going to leave it be but that's going to wrap up this short 69.5 episode of all the pouches and image comics podcast uh, episode 70 is on the feed 71 and 72 should be out shortly and until next time thank you very much for listening to all the pouches my name is john wilson and i will see you next time just like